2: Hello everybody, happy Tuesday to you, June 29th, 2021, you're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM, TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen on your Tuesday morning, busy Monday, a lot to talk about, a lot of news, and you've come to the right place, KRC, we've got two hours, Nick Roush, how you doing, buddy? Uh... I've seen better days we'll just say that so two days in a better r- days two days in a row you're coming in with a kind of a bad attitude
1: well I actually have a good attitude today uh I, I felt like I let that wash off of me yesterday but I I was I was in a very dark place yesterday afternoon I was very ticked off and let me explain why because if there's one thing we do on this show we'd never talk about our personal lives or meddle in each other's so Yes, correct. The souvenir that I got from my great vacation into the, uh, factories of Northern Indiana, the gloominess, the cloudiness, the disgustingness was, uh, a baby and me with hand, foot and mouth, which is a rash that makes you feel like you have a cold as well. And here's the thing. It, like i said it's it's adults don't ever get it i think uh i might have even made a joke last week about johnny just saying like how did he even get a baby's sickness when he was at uk that's silly and what what happens i get little bumps on my foot whatever i'll be fine but the problem the hearing lies the the part that really just had me my biscuits steamed all week is this week i was set to meet little newborn nephew and now that's just stupid and out of the question and oh yeah i also had a tea time at like the card country club and a reservation at matt Wynn steakhouse this week so there's just a day of awesomeness just completely thrown in the trash so
2: yeah i was a little ticked off yesterday wait you were gonna play cardinal country club yesterday or later this week later
1: this it was it was thursday uh my brother-in-law is coming in town he knows something works there it was gonna be it was gonna be a great a great day just a good old a nice relaxing kind of treat yourself day and so that gets spoiled hanging out with little newborn nephew spoiled now i'll, I'll get to see him in a couple of weeks but but like so that doesn't get to happen and to substitute it i get a very sad sick baby which sad sick babies not fun to deal with uh, so yeah my monday sucked
2: well geez t's and p's buddy
1: i was very angry yesterday but you know what after he finally went to sleep and i calmed down i went on a long like hour walk and just kind of eh, you know i walked it out uh quite a little bit. I, I did the the dj unk dance for miles and miles it was great no but i i walked it out popped in you know podcast or something chilled the hell out and i was good to go good to go ready today is a new day damn it today's a new day
2: well i'm gonna need you today a lot to lot to talk about a lot of football news this is uh this is a day for nick roush to be mvp i need you feeling good you need us to hype you up a little bit
1: well i actually am feeling well now uh i just i'm not i, don't, I need i need to get in the zone here, just to forget about all the other junk. So,
2: you know what? Let's get into the zone, shall we? Let's get into the zone. Justin Kalen, how are you doing, our producer?
0: I am coming in mad as well. The Phoenix Suns cost oh me a lot of money last night, but it's all right. I'm not really mad about it. I'll make more today. Um, but yeah, it was. It's definitely not fun when you lose the way I did last night on a game that should have been in hand easily for the Suns, but here we are. TJ, how are you today?
2: Doing well. Uh, with it being a short, short week, it's uh, the days are busy. So busy Monday in the appraising in the appraising biz. Uh, very hot out there doing inspections, but uh, luckily they don't take too terribly long. And then today will mostly be an office day, but. Uh, doing well Do, doing well i was excited to keep up with all the news yesterday the red sox won i want the suns to win but i don't mind that mm-hmm. series dragging on a little bit longer uh, right how about right. how about old boogie 11 uh, minutes 15 points it's,
1: yeah it, it's fine for that series to go a little bit longer just because we got our boogie game and i every time he does like, he does this with uh he did, he did this some with Houston. I, do, I still don't understand why the Clippers don't play him more. I guess Aiden, like, that's really the only guy he can kind of go up against. But every time he does this, I'm like, hey, uh, remember he was, you know, the best player in the NBA or one of the best bigs in the NBA three, four years ago? Like, he's he's not completely lost it.
2: No, th- th- that's the funny thing about him is you'll watch him for a moment and be like, man, looks like he's still got it. And then – you know, it looks like he's kind of taken another few series and possessions off. But uh, yeah, Blankin Blankenspanker had a really good time with DeMarcus Cousins' miss free throw. I think he had six or five tweets about it—the intentional miss free throw. Didn't see anything about his 15 points and 11 minutes game. Uh, hmm. weirdly, weirdly enough, didn't didn't make his timeline. But that uh, you know, the only two players for the Clippers who didn't get in were Rondo and Patterson. The other two UK guys, but at least the one on the team made himself useful, did some good things, and uh, I definitely thought the Suns were going to storm back there when they made that little fourth-quarter run. Uh, What's the closest they got it to? Is it three or one? Uh, I know they got it to at least three, but uh, they had all the momentum. That place was jumping, and uh, credit to the Clippers without Kawhi. They are are battling. Clearly, I think they're not as good as Phoenix is, but – but here they are, and now it'll go back to Los Angeles. And if they can get one more at home, then you, you go to the all-decisive Game 7, which would be a lot of fun. But, yeah, I'm I'm just pro both these series going and lasting as long as they can with a banged-up Trey Young. I'm not sure how much life left that Milwaukee-Atlanta mm-hmm. series has, but uh, we'll we'll get to watch that game tonight. But uh, uh, fun from a sports entertainment standpoint Monday. We had some soccer games that were exciting. No, we those were nutty. Yeah, we may we may get to those in a little bit, but Roush, we find out the big name that we speculated wildly uh. about yesterday, and we did not speculate accurately, but that's okay. Uh, that's that's kind of our norm. Yeah,
1: yeah, I. Uh, oh man, I was very frustrated because I thought I got the name right. I I found out that it was an LSU offensive lineman, but I couldn't get a name. So I've got the roster and I'm trying to figure out who could this be? And I I eventually landed on the guy that it had to be. It made all sense in the world. He was from Ohio originally from Canton. Uh, He played center. Kentucky needs a new center. Maybe they don't feel great about uh, Quentin Wilson right now. So they could bring in this guy who, it's kind of gotten played over by a grad transfer. It made too much sense. And then the name comes out. And not gonna lie, I was I was shocked, not only in the fact that it's LSU starting left tackle, Dare Rosenthal, but also was a little surprised uh that Kentucky was willing to go the hmm, he's got kind of a sketchy past here. And he's an LSU guy right after dealing with Kelvin Joseph. Because for as much as he produced, he did also produce some headaches off the field. So uh, I I, I was a little shocked in that regard. Uh, But, I mean, especially because he's left tackle, Darren Canard's really good left tackle. Uh, So it didn't quite add up to me right away. But I think there is a little bit, Difference having, uh, you know, like they've done this before. It either works out and they play well, or they're Marcellus Jones and they leave in like two weeks. No harm, no foul. So, uh at, at least in UK's locker room, uh, I think the way Adam Luckett put it, they have a good culture in the Big Blue Wall. I think they could keep a guy in line. They at least did so with EJ Price all the way until the Citrus Bowl. Uh, and from my understanding, they would only be dealing with him for a year. And I I say dealing with him, but like uh, they would have him for a year because he's pretty damn good. Uh, Future NFL draft pick kind of guy. But uh, yeah, uh, that happened yesterday. I was a little taken off guard, but Kentucky can add a four-star blue chip recruit. And uh, if I were to put a percentage on it, I would say 75, 80, 90%, something like that. It's uh, it's it's most likely going to be Kentucky.
2: Well, he's working out at Aspirations Gym, yeah, which has been really, really good to Kentucky. Uh, you 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 know, having the big dog do some of these recruitments in state and in Louisville that has been nice. But I don't think there's been anything more valuable to UK football recruiting in this state than the relationships made at Aspirations Gym. Is the gym technically in Indiana or no? Is the gym? No, it's South In. It's right okay. off Strawberry it, Lane. It's physically located in in the South End. Okay, uh, I, yes. I wasn't I, I wasn't sure where the actual place. You've been there, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's by yeah. the kind of uh, factories. It, the uh, they would describe it as the industrial part. But um, there's the Humane Society over there, a bottling plant, a couple other things.
2: Yeah, I, I you know as it's much as I, as as much as I hate saying this, but I've seen the pictures of the inside and it's so cool and it obviously kind of looks relatively new that like I figured if it's something cool and new, it's definitely not happening in Kentucky (laughs) as, as much as it pains me to say.
1: And they do have a lot of Southern Indiana guys, so I could see how you were. Yeah.
2: Um, Okay. So yeah, that that's been great. We'll, we'll maybe talk about that, but that you you had mentioned it. That's where my mind went was this seems like a similar situation to EJ price, except I think this juice a lot, this juice is a lot better than the squeeze in that situation. Um, EJ price, obviously was had a lot of stuff going on and yeah. uh I, like I think, serious well, stuff yeah, that's, health issues. yeah yeah like like you know he needs to get medication for it and you hope that he did and has and uh it really didn't get bad until it kind of got bad there at the end and then it got really weird but uh we can save that for a different day but ej price was really good and it was just lineman from southern cal and you know, if he wanted to come to Kentucky, should we be saying no in this situation? But one, uh, I think the the player from LSU is significantly, I, I think, more talented. At least, mm-hmm. in, at least in my opinion. And I, I think that uh, if you're only getting them for a year, too, that that makes it a little bit easier. And then let's also not forget that I, if I'm not mistaken, I think the bulk of the stuff with the uh, Dare Rosenthal is what was it. Was it weed related? I know that was at least one of the hiccups with him. Uh, was marijuana related? Which who cares? Like that—that's right, you know, that's if true. you're talking about if, if you're talking about a red flag with a student athlete, if it's pot related, that's really nowhere near some of the other bad things that could go on within an athletic program that we'll probably talk about here in five minutes or so uh, yep. at some point in today's show. So I don't, you know, if Kentucky staff they've dealt with kind of headache quote-unquote headaches if you will and if there is kind of a a history with this kid if they feel confident enough to bring him in Roush I think they feel that means that they they think it's going to work it's going to make the team better and they certainly deserve even more than the benefit of the doubt in terms of making those decisions so I'm all for it if you can make it happen that's huge and then we would talk about You do have a question mark, maybe at the center position, but would this be undoubtedly the best offensive line in UK football history if if you brought him in? Because at that point, uh, good, that is, you you may have two first round, you may have two first round NFL offensive linemen on your team.
1: Offensive tackles too, like the 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 big paying ones too, Uh, and a fifth, six year senior in Luke Fortner. You've got Kenneth Horsey and Austin Dotson at guards. I mean. Oh, and your backup is a four-star Juco guy in Jeremy Flax at tackle. So, I mean, that's just a loaded, absolutely loaded offensive line. Could be huge, huge (laughs) this fall. And I know that there's part of it that you you wonder about uh, changing so many pieces, but the more talent you have, the better, especially when you're trying to do things differently. Because they they are asking a lot of these guys. It's going to take a lot of reps to get acclimated with the outside zone stuff. Uh, And so, you know, they're going to ask them probably to pass protect more. It's not going to be 12 dropbacks a game, probably closer to 25. So having more talent uh, is obviously not going to hurt. But it's also, you're going to be in that Joe Moore Award conversation for best offensive line in the country. And... You know what too, Terry, it also goes to show you that this is a, become a destination for offensive linemen. It really has between Keontae Goodwin, what you're doing on the recruiting trail, Kentucky could have the best offensive line class in the country from a high school recruiting standpoint and also get the biggest name in the transfer portal on the offensive line in the country, which that's, I mean, I I remember doing this stuff 10 years ago and you always thought that Kentucky had to have a gimmick to succeed And the fact that their gimmick is now an offensive line, you know, quote unquote gimmick. That's just something we didn't think Kentucky could do in the trenches and they're, they're certainly getting done.
2: No, it's, uh, it's really fun to watch. I'm going to beat a dead horse with some of this stuff, but like I I do, you know, you, we kind of grew up Roush with the air raid, or at least our introduction to Kentucky football was the air raid. And I think there was a part of the fan base and maybe a part of, you know, people, our generation as well that thought, all right, if Kentucky football is ever going to be good, that was the recipe. Got to be gimmicky, like you mentioned, but I I wouldn't change anything in in the world for what Stoops has done in terms of making U.K.'s football identity tough in the trenches. Specifically, you know, I don't know, has it been better on the offensive line or defensive line? Offensive line has been amazing, but defensive line generally has had more of the star draft picks or or the defensive Mm -hmm. front, I should say. So I I love that that's what he has kind of made Kentucky's identity. It seems like the safer option in terms of building a program where if you were a really flashy – I'm talking maybe even about your uncle Roush like if you're if you're flashy and you're like hey we're going to put up a lot of points we're going to put butts in the seats and you better not blink cuz you may miss us score a deep touchdown pass baby yeah but what happens if your line completely stinks what happens if there's injuries what happens if your defense one year you know one game your offense just has kind of an off game the quarterback was a little inaccurate and you have a trash defense. So if the offense isn't clicking, then it's going to lead to some bad blowout losses. It just feels safer to get your identity to be in the trenches. If I were to go out, if, if I'm an AD of a place similar to Kentucky that maybe doesn't have the, the best tradition in, uh, in the history of college football, I look at Kentucky and I say, all right, when we're hiring a coach, I want somebody that's going to make sure we're going to be really tough and physical up front because I just I, I can't help but watch this Mark Stoops experiment at Kentucky and think to myself, Roush, he had the right recipe from day – well, maybe not necessarily from day one because they kind of tried to sell the air raid for like a split second. But I think Stoops always had the right identity in his mind that we're going to start from the middle and we'll work our way out. And that's really worked for the most part. And the one spot – and we always say this – but the one spot that they haven't been able to circle – and put that star there is at the quarterback position. So as we're working our way out, I think that's like literally the last frontier. But besides that, it's just uh, – it's amazing that when it comes to these offense alignment, whether they're in-state or now national, Roush, whether they're from the West Coast uh, or at least played on the, on the West Coast with E.J. Price for that one year at Southern Cal – People recognize UK, like you mentioned, as a destination. If you're an offensive lineman, it's a, it's a place you got to look. It's a place maybe you got to be. And if Kentucky can make this happen and add Dare to the fold for this for this upcoming season, you are talking about maybe the best offensive line in the SEC. If you have one of the best offensive lines in the SEC, you legitimately have one of the best offensive lines in the country. You have the best offensive line in the country. Roush makes it a hell of a lot easier for a first-time starting quarterback to come in and feel a little bit more comfortable. That's where my mind keeps going. Let's just make life easier for this quarterback because if we want that big season we talked about yesterday, nine wins, 10 wins, quarterback play has to be good enough, let's do everything we can. If it happens to be Levi's jeans back there, give him all the time in the world. So I'm pumped up about this. Uh, you and I kind of floated with some names around even off the show. Some of those were exciting as well. But you know what? If you can just solidify that offense line, we know how important depth is. Bring it on, baby.
1: Big men lead the way. Big men lead the way. And, uh, you know, one person that is very happy about this news is Chris Rodriguez. <laughs> that dude's got to yeah. be jumping for joy. Like, oh, I got another guy that's just an enormous human opening holes for me. Okay.
2: Yeah, you know, if I, I can't help but think, if you're that manual running back, and you're kind of like in the UK sports cycle, I, I don't think he probably listens to KRC Monday through Friday, seven to nine on Big X Sports Radio. Uh, I don't know if he goes to KentuckySportsRadio.com or Cats Illustrated or Cats Pause and reads UK news, but I, I don't know. But but I'm sure he's probably in the know um, when it comes to the football programs i don't know if you're if you're a running back of your recruit roush how you can't say oh my gosh they just continue to clean up and look at this right look at this offensive line class they've got coming in uh, i feel like if i was a running back or a quarterback i'd be really in- intrigued by the the protection you're going to get at kentucky and we talked about the you know i'm sure we'll probably get into nil again today or at least later this week but Huge marketing opportunity for the big blue wall because when when has the offensive line ever been so recognized really maybe at any university? I'm sure there's been teams and I'm sure there's been groups and units that it has in the past. Uh, I know Arkansas, they took some pride in their offensive line a few years back, but that didn't really go all that well, all things considered. Uh, There's marketing opportunities for the offensive line too. Maybe here, maybe more so than anywhere or as well as anywhere which that's pretty amazing as well. If Kentucky gets their act together and does this the right way with the nil, that could be huge. So I just want this to keep going. And I, I think the wins and, the, like, and, and competing for SEC East, I, I still think that's those things will continue to happen. They have happened. We have plenty to look forward to from a win-loss perspective. But in terms of just getting the right pieces and building the right pieces, just hats off. Uh, it, it's exciting. It's fun. It's a lot better than the alternative. We've been there and uh it, hoping this happens is there a timeline on when to kind of keep an eye out on this stuff
1: i mean uh he's working on it aspirations like you said so i uh, you know lick him, stick em, pick him. sounds like it's 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 as close to a done deal without being a done deal but i, I don't know what the timeline would be because uh the dead period has started so you can't do your official visits and all that kind of junk. Uh, I don't know exactly what they're doing. As far I, I'm, I'm, am assu- assuming they're still lifting, but I don't, I don't know what the rules are right now. Let's just put it that way. So he could be in a hurry to try to get here by next week, or just might wait until it's closer to uh, actual. Re- Camp starts at at the beginning of August, at the end of July. So I I don't have an exact timetable, but I would assume we would hear something before the week's over that he's he's going to end up at UK.
0: Can I just say what a badass name Dare is?
1: Yeah, pretty pretty cool.
0: Pretty pretty
1: cool, yeah. Just imagine if we were 1950s reporters and it was all about wordplay. Truth or dare,
2: Rosenthal (laughs) to Kentucky.
0: Well, that's what I was thinking with his parents. Did they, like, play truth or dare to name their kid? I dare you to name him Dare.
2: Or <laughs> uh, dare to be a cat. That'd be actually just like a, you know, a true one, an easy one. Yeah. 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 Uh, that, that would be nice. Although we're going to actually probably need him to commit because we spent a lot of time talking about him and getting excited about it. So, you know, make make it happen. UK, because at this point we'd look a little silly if it didn't. Justin, that was you know that was a very pro UK football segment there. You got anything to add? Are we are we being over the top here?
0: No, absolutely not. I mean, I'm not. I won't say anything till the season starts. I mean, if if you all want to be excited, that's on you. Be excited. I I, I told you all off air the other day that I really appreciate your ability to be this excited in June because I can't do it until about August. So. I know you all, you all should be excited. Like you said, football program's in a good spot. One of the, one of the bright spots at Kentucky at the moment. No, be excited. Excite away guys.
2: Wow. Permission to be excited. All right. That's good news. Uh, I, I didn't know if you wanted to fight back on that or not, but uh, uh, I, I'm, I'm happy to hear it by the way, Justin, I'm trying to get this pulled up if I can find it, but the win totals for UK, Louisville, IU—we've got an update on that front. Oh yeah, yes. Uh, this is from the Who Pro Football Focus College Yearbook, and projected win totals. We've got U of L at five point nine, Kentucky seven point three. Indiana seven point two Kentucky more than Indiana. Wow, man,
0: that's a what a bet we made then with those numbers, huh? Oh yeah, yep.
2: Western Kentucky, Western Kentucky, Western Kentucky six point one Purdue four point six. Roush, this is one of the first places I've seen U not going to a bowl game because that's uh, I guess if you rounded up that equals six wins, but five point nine is not six.
1: That's correct, and Trevor would have to tell Scott Satterfield to get out
2: of town if that happened. Get the hell out of town. Uh, there's a few other interesting little football tidbits and just uh, articles, different things that I saw yesterday, but it's going to be such a busy show. I don't know how much of that we'll get to because uh, we'll have to come back and we'll have to, while we're talking all the optimism and great things with Kentucky football, some bad news. So let's go to a break. We'll come back. We'll we'll bring that up, just get uh, – roush's reaction and, and and see if he's hearing anything of what what's going on inside the football program hey the players are staying out of trouble for yeah the most part. that's good yeah that so that's uh that that's that's good news at the end of the day it's those pesky adults but uh no in all seriousness some weird stuff going on we'll come back we'll talk about it this is krc on big x sports radio tj walker nick rouse justin Kale, and we'll be right back
1: Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call. Isaac Humphries, Rookie of the Year. You, I already said that, didn't You already didn't said me. that. Yeah. We already got to that breaking. Really up. big brain fart. My yeah. goodness, yeah. Roush. With Walker and Roush. Jesus, Roush, get it together. Yeah, right. It's game day. Come on.
0: Yeah. So I on
2: then I'll watch you three seconds later. Just shaking your head, definitely. Welcome dance, back, your roll, roll Call, to call the here roll on Big Sports Radio, 961 like FM like 1450 like AM. Like TJ Walker, Nick Rouse, Justin like Kalen on your Taco like Tuesday morning. And no better place to get tacos in Louisville than Salceritas. Two locations in town, Middletown and St. Matthew's. St. Matthew's newly renovated, covered patio. So uh, you definitely don't want to be out in the sun with how hot it's going to be or maybe you just want to not get out of your car at all that's the Middletown location for you because they do have a drive-through delicious tacos burritos quesadillas wildly addictive chips awesome awesome queso yummy spicy salsa and they're hiring by the way so if if you're looking for uh, a little part-time or full-time work salsaritas check them out and download the app before you go because it's going to save you some money all right, Ralph, so let's just get right into it. Some bad news for a UK assistant coach, uh, bad news for the program, an ugly look, and uh, Brezowitz arrested, I think it was fourth-degree assault, if I'm not mistaken?
1: Yes, uh, not to mitigate it, but that's the, the lowest degree, and I'm not sure if that's a misdemeanor or felony. I would assume it's just a misdemeanor uh, because it is fourth-degree, uh, but... Yeah, the incident happened Saturday night and the details from LEX 18 essentially said that Brez, who is Stoops' right-hand man for all intents and purposes. I know Vince gets a lot of that. Uh, you know, he, he gets all of the, the glow, uh, but Brez is the chief of staff. He's been with Stoops the entire time. He's the guy who has his fingers on every part of the program, Uh, I mean, if something happens, he's hearing about it. He's knowing about it. That's his job is to be Stoops' eyes and ears everywhere and to kind of keep things in order. Uh, And he's one of the OG original staff members. Uh, He's technically not a coach, um, but his input is as valued as anybody's on Stoops' staff. And on Saturday night, he got into an altercation with his wife. It wasn't clear exactly where it was, uh, but he pushed her uh, and he twisted her arm to where she, she was in pain, is kind of how it read. Uh, and it was caught on camera. Apparently, neither of them cooperated. Uh, the the wife and, the, and Brez didn't want to, but uh, nevertheless, he was arrested and booked on the fourth-degree assault charges. Uh, not a great look. I'm sure his kids, too, are uh, pretty embarrassed as well. Uh, he has twin sons who were walk-ons with the program and now serve as GAs or at least in some capacity of sorts uh, like that with the, the the UK football program. So not a great look, especially when it's the second one in what, three months with Javon Bonite's uh, drunk driving arrest. So yeah, bad bad luck, bad luck on on all parts. And uh, it's, it's really disappointing. Uh,
2: Really disappointing. And it's, Stuff like that shouldn't happen. Neither one should happen, let alone both in in such a short time span. Uh, if neither one are going, if neither one were cooperating, then if that doesn't change, so both continue to not cooperate, then this probably w- will get dropped. I, I and that's coming from somebody that has not seen the video, and you know you're just going off. I, I you know I read the I saw the police report. As well, suppose I have not uh, again, but I have not seen the video. And supposedly there is one out there. But uh, if neither one are cooperating, there is a decent chance this gets dropped. Uh, there is a chance, but it, there is a chance that you know, in a year, we forget about all of this. It's just when both come back to back so close to one another. Roush, I, I, allow me to add just a little bit of comedy to the situation. But I think we have to go above Stoops' head on this and go straight to the AD on it. What kind of athletic program is Mitch Barnhart running? <laughs> no, yeah, it, it, no, it is but it's a good
1: lighthearted hearted,
2: uh, but comedy, but, but, but hey, the, uh, the soups is going to have to answer for this and he's going to, and he's going to hate it and he's going to hate having to talk about it. But you, you've now got two people on staff that have had not just off the field issues, off the field, legal issues. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's not like they just, there's, you know, rumors that, they were they're booze hounds at the bars, and they act a little inappropriate. Uh, these are police reports. These are these are uh, uh, getting arrested. As far yeah. as I'm as far as I'm concerned, uh, that's not good. That's not a good look. You don't want you can't recruit kids and say, hey, hey, we're we're going to be their father figures while you all are hundreds of miles away. We'll we'll oversee them, and then have a guy that was hammered driving. On what was it, seventy-five or whatever yeah, it was, yeah. and then another guy that's getting in some domestic, uh, th- domestic altercations, which the facts of which, well, you gotta, you do a need to allow this stuff to play out. I'm not going to be the person saying Stoops needs to fire him immediately, but if they get enough information and it looks bad enough, and that stuff will come out at some point, so we'll all get to see it at some point, then then well then i i kind of do trust stoops to make the right decision here but he's gonna have to answer for it because it's uh the timing of it roush is really problematic
1: yeah it certainly is um and i i did look it up it is a a misdemeanor um but nevertheless just i don't
2: just it, the headline the headline of it even if misdemeanor though you know you don't you should never, ever, under really any circumstance, be physical with with a woman, let alone a wife. And it's it's even it. You know, again, I, I think maybe in a year this isn't really talked about, or we forget about it, or it gets dropped entirely. But at least in this moment, it's, it's certainly not a good look.
1: No, no, no. And Brez is also one of those guys that you don't hear about often, um, but probably is their most important, or he's definitely their most important behind the scenes guy. So unlike Bo Knight, he's incredibly valuable to Mark Stoops. And like you said, I think if, if both parties aren't uh, really cooperating, then it will get dropped eventually. Uh, but nevertheless, just uh, really just not a not great, Bob. Not great.
0: So safe to say he'll be around next season because you were saying, Nick, that Bo Knight, it was the low man on the total poll and they brought him back. So they're going to bring this guy back. Yeah, I will
1: say in Bow Knight's case, like, I think that there's, uh, I th- he, he might, I, I think he's definitely going to be back. I don't know in what capacity I'll just say that, but yeah, I, it's just God damn it guys. Like, come on, get your stuff together. Cause we may, we make the jokes about other programs, getting players arrested. Like they, they had the, the Tennessee quarterback. He was their blue chip guy. He got kicked off the team last week. Uh, he was going to be a guy that Hypo built the program around. Like, it's fine to do the Fulmer Cup stuff to the other guys, not not our guys. Like, come on. In, all fairness,
0: in all fairness, you haven't lost any players.
1: True, true.
0: Just coaches. Who
1: needs coaches? You would just think that the coaches would be the adults in the room.
2: Well, we, I guess whatever happened with old Vito has remained kind of under wraps, but probably a good thing with all the other negative news. Yeah. Uh, well, at least with the, these two coaching staff situations going on. Justin, it seems like the scuttlebutt with Boat Knight is like after this year, Kentucky will part ways with them. Uh, j- it was just kind of like it's late in the game to find another assistant coach. I think maybe his contract's up after this year anyways. That that I, I have no idea if that's true or not, obviously, but that's what people are saying.
0: See, to me, that's ridiculous. You're a Power 5 football program
2: in the SEC, it's never too late in the game
0: to replace a coach.
2: I kind you, of you can, you yeah, can pick
0: I, no, a coach from anywhere.
2: I mean, to be fair, to be fair, there's the one for today, and that one was a genuine one, not even an ironic one. But uh, to be fair, like I, 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 kind of agree with you. Like, if you went to, if you went to just some smaller school, took one of their better assistants, they're not going to say no to the opportunity to coach in the SEC. But if the staff were to feel that way then there, there could be some truth to it. And they've already had to do – there's already been so many changes in the staff this year that also, I'm sure, played a role in it to some degree. You know, you, you, you're you bringing – your offense coordinator and quarter, quarterback coach over the last several seasons is gone. That that in its own right in some degree is a big deal. Then you lose Kling scale and it's like how much turnover do we need in the roster? Here's one situation where we're disappointed in the dude. Rouse calls him the lowest man um, on the on the staff. Do we – Do we? why don't we just – why don't we just wait? We can wait till after the season and we can figure out what we want to do in that capacity. I don't know. I'm just trying to spitball some different ideas.
0: See, to me, that's a coward move and giving the guy false hope that he's going to be around for the future when, mm-hmm. by all, all account, it doesn't seem like he's going to be.
1: Well, Justin, you also have to consider how much buyout money – like they're paying assistance a million dollars not to coach right now. So do you want to pay a million point one? 000, 000 assistance, not to coach now and then hire another one like that i think that that's something you know
0: yeah COVID. nobody has money got it
1: sec programs have more money but do they have you know a million and a half bucks to throw around hiring and firing assistants i don't know
2: i don't know it's not good we're not uh, you're certainly not happy having to we're not happy having to talk about it it stinks having to talk about it uh, it's certainly disappointing this is going on and I can't imagine Mark Soup's is uh, happy about it but this falls under his watch he's the head coach these are his assistants and he's he'll be held responsible for what they do and, and how he responds to it so he'll be asked about it and uh in the meantime you got to just kind of let these things unfold but disappointing it's it's, it's certainly never okay and uh yeah, stinks. Not it's mm-hmm. not as fun as making jokes and getting super pumped up about UK football. I'll say yeah. that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, uh, let's go to a break there, and then we'll come back. Uh, the text line not as busy as yet, overnight as I thought it would have been with a pretty uh, newsworthy day. Uh, and we've got basketball news to talk about. We've got more nil Jalen Duran 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 whatever however you want to say it. Uh, we've got a lot. We've got a lot to get to on Kentucky Roll Call. So text on in. It's Taco Tuesday, 502-414-1450. KRC on Big X Sports Radio. We'll be right back after this.
1: She's a small wonder, lovely and bright
0: and soft girls. She's a small wonder, a child unlike other girls. Hi, I'm looking for Kentucky Roll Call. What do you know about
1: Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush
2: Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call, here on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. If you listen on the radio dial, if you can't or you're outside the area, recommend the Tune In Radio app. We've got a data and hassle free streaming number as well. You just call the number, you hear the show. It's that easy 515 605 5382. And wherever you get your podcast, just search for Kentucky Roll Call and you can listen to KRC anytime. We also come back on Big X right after we get off. So when we get off the air at nine o'clock, the show restarts. Goes 9 to 11 again. So multiple ways to listen to the show. Before we get back to some sports talk radio, I want to tell you, Genesis Diamonds, June 30th, is tomorrow, folks. Tomorrow. You've got today and you've got tomorrow to go to Genesis and be able to get the financing deal of a lifetime. Anything in store, rings, jewelry, earrings, pendants, bracelets, watches, whatever it may be, you can buy it leave the store with it, assuming you're approved on credit, putting nothing down, and you will not pay interest on it. Yeah, it's too good to be true. You'll pick out what you want, and then you'll sign up on the plan, and you'll walk out of the store, and then about, I don't know, a month later or so, you'll start making your payments with no interest. Zero interest, five years, you don't have to put anything down, Genesis Diamonds over on Shelbyville Road, Shelbyville Road Plaza. The financing deal ends tomorrow. They may not do it again the rest of the year. If they do, maybe it'll be like Christmas or something. So I'd I'd hop on it now while you still got the chance. Uh, it's too good to be true.
0: And rumor has it, if you go and tell them you heard it on KRC, they'll give you a handshake on the way
2: out. That's actually wow. true. Yeah, wow. Yeah, and you, no, you go there and you say, uh, I heard about the special on KRC, I'd like my free soda and they will give you a free soda. That's actually true. Man,
1: free soda pop.
2: What a deal. Yep. Free soda pop. Uh, Oh, when you were in, uh, the beautiful beaches of Indiana, did they call it pop up there?
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. My in-laws call it pop as well, but it's not like pap. Cause sometimes they'll put like uh, a real emphasis on it, but Uh, oftentimes it's just Mountain Dew because they're a big Mountain Dew family.
2: Well, that kind of goes against the whole spirit of the pop because, you know, we just call it Coke mostly in the South when just referring to a soft drink in general. People that call it pop, get over yourself.
1: Yeah, it's Coke, even though it's not always Coke. Exactly. That that
0: is the hardest thing to explain to someone not from this area when they ask you what you call a Coke or pop and you tell them everything's Coke. Well, what do you call Mountain Dew? It's Coke. <laughs> they, they they just look at you like you're a freaking idiot.
2: Oh no, you just It's the the Coke is basically like I would like a soft drink, and then you specify which specific soft drink you want. Do you want a Coke? Yeah. What do you want, Mountain Dew? It's, it's also like, soft I know drink also
1: sounds a lot classier
2: than PAP. Your PAP. Yeah, it just sounds ugly. It's just. Not not a pleasant thing to hear. Uh, not 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 in the slightest. What is pleasant to hear is from you all, the listeners. And that's why we have our text line 502-414-1450. You text it into the show. We read it on the air. We have a lot more to get to. There's several other topics. There's some lists I want to throw by Roush. We need to talk about Jalen Duran being on Kentucky's campus. We'll get to those things in hour number two. But let's uh let's get a text message here. A lot of People not happy with Mitch Barnhart in the tax line, and mm. they join. And then they they join the KRC crew in that displeasure. If Mitch drops the ball with nil rights, he one hundred percent has to go. The guy is a dinosaur in the bluegrass with his outdated view on alcohol and players making money. The job he's done at UK is overrated, anyways. Calipari fell into his lap after he refused to hire him the first go-around. Supes is the only good hire he has made. No one cares about all the non-revenue sports that he has supposedly made better. Kick Mitch to the curb and bring back PV ASAP. Uh, PV would be an amazing athletic director for the University of Kentucky, and he would get uh, my vote if that's how they did the decision-making process, but they do not. And as for the job Mitch Barnhart has done, at the end of the day, stats say UK athletics are good. You have to give Mitch Barnhart credit for that. I don't disagree about the Calipari. And then with the Stoops, I don't disagree with that either. And Barnhart deserves credit for Stoops. But Roush, if McGinnis doesn't hit a bang-in, a 51-yard field goal against Mississippi State, I don't know if Mark Stoops is – who knows who the head coach of the University of Kentucky is today here on June 29th in the year 2021. That's a good point. I never really thought about it that way. My uh,
1: my (laughs) microphone was malfunctioning there, sir. I apologize. But, no, you're exactly right. Uh, (laughs) uh, How the world would be different if Austin McGinnis was not clutch. Um, Yeah.
2: Yeah. And, you know, again, at that point, I think a good portion of the U.K. fan base wouldn't have blamed uh, Mitch Barnhart if he decided to go in a different direction. That was kind of just like the – the turning point in the Stoops tenure, and things really kind of started going a different direction after that game. But uh, Mitch Barnhart has done a good job as an athletic director, but this is a new era of college sports. And if you're not all in on it, you're going to get left behind. So if he's not all in on it, I I would prefer somebody else take it. The alcohol stuff and some of his other views, yeah, I don't see eye to eye on it. But again, the stats do say UK athletics are good, so Barnhart does deserve credit for that. But uh, he hasn't been perfect, mm-hmm. far from it. And I would—I I listened to John Clay and Mark Story. They did a podcast for the Lexington Herald Leader, and uh, it was good. I—it was—I it was, don't know where my expectations were at heading into it. Uh, I've, I'm a huge Mark Story fan. John Clay—I don't know how much—I don't think he really likes me, but probably doesn't really care about me one way or another. But it was good. I was entertained by it. But they had kind of the approach that. I think people are a little overreacting to Mitch Barnhart and how he sounded during that press conference because everything he said kind of is true. Like, we don't really know where this is going, how it's going to look. And I get that sentiment. It's probably an actually accurate sentiment. You're the director of athletics at the University of Kentucky. You need to – I don't care if you don't know what it looks like. I don't care if you're not excited about it. I don't care if you think it's going to blow up in college sports' face and ruin college sports as we know it. Right now, you have an opportunity to lure in student athletes, the best of the best, by being excited about this because they're excited about it. So, what do you do? You act excited about it. Like, this would, he did drop the ball. I appreciated hearing a different viewpoint on the Mitch Barnhart press conference, but to be like, well, it's okay if he is confused by it because he should be confused by it. No, you shouldn't like and even if you are then fake it you're the you're you're the athletic director you're trying to bring people into this university that makes sense yeah yeah and
1: i think what what was most disappointing in all of this is just the the kind of lack of preparation for it yeah there was a real all right we're waiting until the ncaa says we can before we do anything it's like no 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 no. that's not how this works um you saw Graham Mertz drop a trademark on a logo. Uh, I I saw, I don't know if it was Cincinnati or Ole Miss. It, well, Some school of that kind of ilk had an open house for businesses to kind of explain what NIL is. And it's like, that's kind of what you need to, that, that's where, that's more of the direction you need to be taken in this wait and see approach. Like there's no time to wait and see. Jalen Duran is on campus right now uh, and he needs to know what his future is going to be right now. So uh, I just that that's the part that's most disappointing in all of this.
2: Did you, Justin? Did you see? There's multiple tweets about this yesterday, but uh, like Jonathan Giovanni, a uh, Giovanni, uh, saying people are going to be shocked when July 1st hits and they hear the numbers that are being thrown around for all American type players from the biggest schools in college basketball. I'm hearing th- these deals will rival overtime and g league ignite type money for top guys i don't only think it'll rival it i think it'll be more money than these than they could get in overtime in g league
0: yeah i mean depending on the right deal but what do they don't they get like five hundred thousand for g league i could definitely see it being more than that but i think that's that's gonna be a rare instance, I would I imagine.
2: Don't, I mean, that's what Giovanni and multiple other people yeah, have, yeah. have been saying that like, no, it's not. And the thing of the 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 thing that you gotta remember with like the G League, and you could I I'm gonna make a counterpoint right after I make this point, is that like that money's only coming from overtime G League. Theoretically, Jalen Duran could make he could get endorsement, he could get an endorsement deal for a hundred thousand from this, and then a five hundred thousand from this, and this and that and that. Now, theoretically, he could do that in the overtime in G League, too, get his salary, and then do endorsement deals, and boom. Is that more money than you'd be getting in college? Maybe or maybe not. I don't know. But I think you're going to get more endorsement deals playing for a brand name like the University of Kentucky than the Fort Wayne Mad Ants. I don't think the Fort Wayne Mad Ants are going to be like, oh, my gosh, we've got Jalen Duran here in Fort Wayne. I don't think he'd play there. Uh, He'd go somewhere else. But just stick with the hypothetical here, UK Pez, and don't freak out. But – Uh, Are they not the Mad Ants anymore, Justin? I hear you in the background.
0: Yeah, no, they are. I was just going to say, I mean, when players go to the G League, whether it's Kaminga or whoever else went this past year, the concept of the G League is so new that you're not realizing who the superstars are in the G League. You know when they're going in who's supposed to be the superstar, but they're not getting the same love tv viewership as as a guy in college i mean no so, so not... i can i can agree with that point that someone will go to college and probably make more than they would in the g league just because they're getting recognized more from an outside perspectives
2: my point is just the endorsement deals when you're playing for a beloved university versus some professional league team that nobody gives two snots about the endorsement deals are going to be more significant so uh seeing all those tweets yesterday roush we all better get ready for it. we're we're two days away but what a good time to have Jalen on UK's campus with all this stuff going on, and I, I hope Calipari and, and the staff is just saying you could be a very, you could be Kentucky's very, 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 very first rich basketball player, um, and it'd be totally legal. Kind of <laughs> like, kind of like, kind of like exciting. So uh, probably a lot of jokes there in terms of oh, the first, but it'd know. be totally illegal. Love that caveat? totally legal baby all right hour one done hour two coming up next get the text into the show 502-414-1450 uh we'll come back a lot of other little fun topics to get to here on kentucky roll call plus a mostly full text line 502-414-1450 this is krc on big X Sports radio hour number two coming up next
0: Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family!
1: Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call.
0: Nothing is over until we decide it is!
1: With Walker and Roush.
2: We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call. Roll Call. Starts right now here on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalin the crew here on KRC and Nick Rash is going to tell you about our friends at Bobby Cook Golf Academy.
1: Well, here's the thing, folks. Uh, Don't, don't kid yourself. You're an okay golfer, but you could always be better. And that's why you should head over to the Bobby Cook Golf Academy. He will fix your swing in no time with the best value in golf lessons you'll find anywhere in the Kentuckiana area. It's, it's really, the prices are incredible and, It's awfully convenient, too, right off I-65 in southern Indiana. Short drive from anywhere in the area. He's got three wonderful indoor golf simulators where, you know what, maybe you you aren't ready to take that leap into lessons, but you need to hit the range. There's virtual driving ranges. You can even play 18 with your pals. Uh, So go on over to Bobby Cook Golf Academy today to to solidify your time, stay out of the heat, beat the heat by playing golf indoors. They're open 9-7. to Tuesday through Friday and 8 a.m. to 6 on Saturdays. Uh, give Bobby a call at 812-913-4415 to, to enjoy some cool indoor golf today.
2: It would be a perfect day for it. Yeah,
1: it's gonna be steamy. Steamy, as the kids would say.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um I'm, I'm I'm ready to head north till Pittsburgh way. Oh. So you're going to be a Steelers fan. Nice. Welcome to the family. You guys want me to get you any terrible towels up there? I've already got one, though. If you want, I, I got you, like
0: four of them, but I could use more.
2: Can you get you some Pramani? Pr- Pramani? Pramani's brothers? Permani Bros. Pramani Bros. Yeah. I've gone there. I, I actually kind of like the, the food scene in Pittsburgh, although... You know, what kind of town are you going to if you really don't like the food there? But mm-hmm. uh, I got, like, some weird contraption. This was back when I was, like, 22 or 23. Uh, it was, like, chicken tenders, mozzarella sticks. And it was all on, like, the, the sandwich. And it was, like, a buffalo chicken. Uh, it, was, it was it was very unhealthy but delicious. I think that was at Mario's for Pittsburgh people. Mario's food better than Pr- permani brothers, uh, <laughs> bro's. But uh, no, it's going to be like in the seventies up there, so that's going to feel like heaven.
1: Nice, nice, yeah. I, I uh, I was just going to say I introduced Brooke to deep dish pizza for the first time in Chicago.
2: So good, I I love the stuff. There's PJ, only I don't, I don't or, know. Sorry, if I Justin. would
0: say my permani Bros take when you're in Pittsburgh.
2: Oh, I'm I'm, I'm going to be saying it. They and, love
0: their permani Bros.
2: And, and you know this wedding that I'm going to be at. This is I, I've never known the bride less for a wedding that i'm in so this is like one of my best friends in college and you know he met his wife in pittsburgh and you know we've i've been around her a few times but like that's you know that's about it and so uh, i don't really like know what to expect from this wedding at all um you know, generally, you can kind of get a feel for like it's probably going to be kind of a party wedding or it's going to be eh, a little bit more hotty toddy, don't act, don't act too stupid sort of deal. Uh, I had no idea with with what to kind of expect with this one, but very excited about it. It's kind of a, the wedding party is kind of split between, between some Kentucky people and uh, from people from Pittsburgh. And we're kind of getting the rundown of, like, what to wear, sort of, stu- you know, kind of what we can do, what we can't do, that sort of thing. And I was like, it's going to be kind of, weird. you know, there was a rule, no flip-flops, and you have to be wearing, like, closed shoes um, at all times. I was like, oh, it's going to be really awkward for the Kentuckians having to put on the shoes. Ah. and and, and then the Pittsburgh people said, well, it's going to be awkward for the Pittsburgh people to have to wear shirts. So I'm thinking it's probably going to be a pretty pretty good time. But is that the stereotype for Pittsburgh people taking their shirts off? I've never heard that. You would like think probably, in the steel mills that they would need shirts. <laughs> I don't think everybody in Pittsburgh works in steel mills, Roush. What? <laughs> no. Believe it or not.
1: I'm shocked. I'm absolutely shocked. So I've got that to look for. Breaking to. news. <laughs> uh, it's,
0: Roush,
2: or go on, Justin. I was just
0: going to say, are you taking Hannah to the wedding?
2: Uh yes. She, and does, she <laughs> does. She does. She
0: know anybody there?
2: Uh yeah. I mean, again, oh. like some of some of our college friends, she know. Like she'll she'll have enough people she'll be able to talk to and be entertained with. We just don't really know what to expect from like the bride side, but that's exciting. We're, we're pumped up. We're excited to get to meet her or really get to like meet her for a weekend and, uh, and party with her and and all her friends and family. It's going to be a good time.
1: What if you meet her and don't like her? Do you have to tell the, uh groom like buddy I don't know if you should be doing this or not
2: I shouldn't say meet. we've met but we've never like really gotten you know it's been like a a Keeneland or something and there's a bunch of people or I think before the UK Duke game where we lost by bajillion we we had hung out and stuff like that but I meant more her her side or you know just anything about her really but uh switching gears Roush I want to bring this up because an Oklahoma columnist said Kentucky's non-conference schedule is the easiest out of all Power Five teams. Great,
1: love to hear. Also, slap in the face to U of L. <laughs> like that's man, you really must stink it up if you're a part of the easiest non-conference schedule ever.
2: That's a good point, actually.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but no, I mean that's part of the reason why I like the schedule, right? Because the the non-conference schedule, you can just go ahead and sharpie those four wins in. So yeah, I'm let's do this.
2: All right, I fired off a tweet at Spanker. Oh, so you can go check that out if you want, Rash. Oh, See but we- I can't read the Rick Bozich tweet though. Uh, <laughs> it, it was just about UK uh, the columnist. Oh, Does Rick anyone Bozich. Rick Bozich agreed with the columnist? He and, and for what it's worth, I hate UK's out of conference schedule. For what I want, me and Roush don't agree on this, but I, I want it to be better. But that's a that, that was a sick burn about U of L Roush. That was good.
0: <laughs> See, I'm I'm kind of with Nick here in that who cares on the strength of schedule? That's great. We have the easiest one, that's that's absolutely phenomenal. Does anyone actually really care? about strength of schedule, especially when it's a, a program like Kentucky that's not going to compete for national champions. Really, champion, for champions.
2: football, really for football, you, cou- you shouldn't care at all because, like, if you're playing in the SEC, like you mentioned, Justin, when it's selection Sunday and they're making this college football field, especially when it goes to 12 teams, like, no, they're not going to look at Kentucky's out-of-conference schedule and punish them unless Kentucky's lost to one of them. You know, as long as you did well in a tough SEC, that's what they're going to judge you on. They're not going to judge you on, well, you know, Louisville was really down this year, so do we do we knock them down a smidge. That being said, I still want one more exciting out of conference game just because I think it's something you can look forward to heading into the season and if it's a neutral site or if it's a road game, you can you can travel or it'd be fun to get some new blood into the crowde. So I I want the schedule to be different, but you're absolutely right, Justin. It doesn't matter. It, it, it it, in basketball, it matters. It doesn't matter in football.
0: See, I'm the opposite of you. I would rather have an easier schedule. I mean, if you give me the opportunity as an Indiana fan to play New Mexico State, Louisiana, Monroe, and Chattanooga over Cincinnati and Western Kentucky, I'm taking that all day, every day.
2: Yeah, I mean, but Cincinnati – wins. But And you're right. In Cincinnati and Western, Roush, they're kind of in that tricky territory of like good enough to maybe sneak up on you and get you, but you're not really going to get any respect if you beat them. So I do kind of oh, agree yeah. with you that, like, those – well, Cincy, you'll get some respect if you beat them. That'll be a big game just because Cincy had had the year that they had and they returned all that they returned. But, no, I, I get your point, Justin. But, that you know, you, you're you playing the sport to, to win. And if you can get an opportunity to beat a regional recruiting rival, then I think you take that opportunity to do it. And you know what? If that brings up the opportunity to potentially lose to them as well, but don't lose. Go out there and win. Uh, it's a sport. It's supposed to be fun. So I more bigger games are more fun. Thus, I'm into the big games.
1: Yeah, and maybe a 12 team college football playoff changes the scheduling because more teams will have the opportunity to should need resume boosting wins. But in the SEC, like well, you yeah, you don't need that. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's it's much different in college basketball because you are competing. Uh, you want that top seed there's a significant difference in travel and so much based on getting a better seed football, you know, wins are wins. If you want to play somebody good in the conference, go to a good bowl game.
2: Yeah. And when Kentucky was kind of trying to move up the ladder, I didn't want the schedule to be, I didn't want any, I wanted the out out of conference, Justin, exactly as you're saying. And when Kentucky was growing, it was like, you know, a, a plant when it's a baby, you really got to take care of it and you got to, Make sure no little bunnies are going to come after it. But uh, once it gets a little bit stronger and it can kind of be on its own, it can take on more stuff. And maybe a plant turns into a tree. You can hang a swing from it. Uh, I'm I'm ready for Kentucky to take on some some better opponents in the out of conference. And national people are noticing that Kentucky's out of conference is really bad. But Roush is right. Like the reason it's so bad is because everybody thinks so lowly of Louisville right now.
1: Yep. Yep. And I I will add too. That oh no, I just did it, Terry. Oh man, I had a really great point that just slipped. I mean, it was coming out of my mouth and it just escaped my brain. Holy crap!
0: Mm. Uh, no, well, let,
1: no. let here, me fill in. I've got okay. it. I've got it. Wheels are spinning. It wouldn't be the part that just annoys the hell out of me and would make this so much easier for all parties involved. Why do we have to schedule these non-conference games in ten years in uh, in advance? Like, when Louisville – yeah. I don't know when Louisville scheduled UCF or when they scheduled Ole Miss, but those games probably made more sense whenever they scheduled them five years ago. And now it's not really – in anybody – I mean, I guess it, it could benefit UCF because you can beat a uh, an ACC team, you know, to start the year. So, good for you. It, it that, that helps your program. But, like – the scheduling doesn't make sense when you can't do it on a year-to-year basis like you can in college basketball. I don't know who was it, who it was that decided to start scheduling games 10 years in advance, but they can take out their suck it and just give it a
2: big old suck it. Justin, I figured you had something to say since you –
0: i was just gonna show. i was just gonna say it is weird for not only kentucky but indiana as well the the two programs kind of hand in hand really throughout our lives but we've we've never been good and those three non-conference games have always been looked at well we're gonna at least get three wins because we can beat those scrubs but now it's kind of a weird place where yeah if this playoff does expand to 12 teams you've got to start thinking about resume wins and that's where indiana and kentucky alike they're both gonna have to change their non-conference to get those resume building wins but at the same time we go back to this nostalgia of being kids and and getting those three easy cupcake wins that's not going to be the case anymore
2: well justin good point besides the fact that nick and i just went about five minutes saying that like uk doesn't need the quality wins out of conference no no no, they can get them in conference
0: yeah in the sec that's more true but what if what if you had these three easy conference games like you do this year, and then you just completely tank in the SEC win two, three games? That's not going to get you to a bowl game.
2: Then then it was a bad season.
0: That, that's true. But, I mean, the, you, you get what I'm saying. Like, that, you have to concentrate more on that non-conference now than you ever have with this playoff expansion seemingly coming.
2: Yeah, I, uh, sure. But I, I, my, my whole point is the SEC will carry the day. If Kentucky does well in the SEC – they can survive having a week out-of-conference schedule to get to the playoff. If Kentucky does poorly in the SEC, it's a non-starter what they did in the out-of-conference because they wouldn't be going anyways. Teams above them in the SEC would be taking their spot. Kentucky's goal is finish high enough in the SEC, and the national committee will say, well, Kentucky's high in the SEC. They're going. It won't be a situation where Kentucky finishes second in the SEC in a 12-team playoff, and they say, eh, they're second in the SEC – and their out-of-conference schedule was really bad, we're not sending them. SEC will most likely get two teams in a 12-team playoff semi-frequently. Uh, it, it, will, it will be shocking when they don't. Maybe even three.
1: Yeah, probably Some, be three would be more regular,
2: yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it, it will be more likely they get three than only one. We all agree to that? Yeah, definitely. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And that's and – that, you know, you know, and I guess things can change in college sports. There's there could be shifts and stuff like that, and maybe there's a day where the SEC isn't like head and shoulders the most dominant conference. And there's
0: <laughs>
2: oh, great joke, TJ. All right, we'll just leave it. We'll just leave it with that then. <laughs> Let's get back to this text line. How does that sound, Roushie boy?
1: Oh, it sounds great. Hopefully, we got more jokes like that on here. Okay. Five zero two four one four. 1450 oh mitch needs to get behind this new era of college athletics or step aside we don't time we don't have time for this better than now thoughts suck it uk pez oh that's what i like to hear big old suck it to uk pez
2: well the next time mitch barnhart talks in 2023 i, I hope he takes a different tone with all this stuff seriously
1: yeah and Man, the more I I heard about how things went down, too, like Jiminy Christ. Yeah,
2: you're starting to hear about that stuff, huh?
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh God.
2: Oh, it's a disaster, man. It's not good. It's it's worse than I thought. Honestly, like, uh, and we we gotta we Mitch Mitch needs to hang it up. I mean, there's just no other. Like, I know that's severe, and I'm not saying it because of the job he's done. He's done a good job. The, the, he 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 ain't ready for this next phase. And you talk with anybody around the athletic program, they all like Mitch. Every you know, people personally have nice things to say about him. But with the nil stuff, the the ball has been dropped, folks. Like, I mean,
1: as bad as I mean, it couldn't be any worse on how bad it's been dropped. It really is like laughably bad. I like, I I was shocked to hear how
2: bad it was. Like a visual of a toddler dragging their feet doesn't do it justice, although it's quite literal. Yeah. And, and I mean, the whole, even the toddler part, yeah, not 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 an ideal situation. I wish more people would talk about it. Uh, I think plenty are like mentioning it, but like this is the future u k. athletics is in the balance. And if you get if Mitch Barnhart's gonna be kind of dopey through the whole thing, it's not gonna work out well for the university. Luckily, Cal Perry, I think, is just basically, cowboyed the whole operation with the basketball program mm-hmm. and it's just been like all right you drag your feet i'm doing I'm, I'm i'm taking things over here football i don't know i and it's probably you know i don't know roush what are you hearing with that
1: football sounds like for my i, I think they are ready to a degree but where it could become i don't want to say problematic like they they have a lot of staff members who have been preparing for this stuff but depending, like, I, I just think the sheer volume of players and in, in, that's where they could hit some, have some hiccups. Um, I, I think they are ready to a degree, but there's so many guys in, in a football program. I mean, instead of having a dozen, it's, you know, 85 scholarship players, you know, 115 total. So, like, it's just, I think it's just a lot more guys and that's where you could see more difficulties in this process.
2: Yeah. That's where you really need to be organized though. Like that's where you really need to have. Ideally, like if you're fine tuned you know, I I hate saying it, but we know it's true. Like, you know, Alabama is just going to be, they're, they're probably going to come in and just have like the endorsement tables there for you. I know you can't do that. That's a joke, but um, figuratively they're going to do that. Uh, So I just wish I wish Kentucky people in the athletic department were all on the same page and more organized. And uh, I hope that this doesn't go as poorly as it may.
1: The good, the good news, though, is that, like, you're right. Stoops and Cal have acquired enough clout with the uh, power brokers within the state like that. They've and and they know that it's necessary to win like that's. You've got to get with it or get lost. So uh, they're 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 definitely getting with.
2: it. Yeah, and I think they both understand that Kentucky can thrive in this. Like Kentucky, I I've thought more about this. It seems like my brain wakes up later in the day, which is probably good for radio. That you, I'm a dull I'm doled down in the morning, but uh, like Kentucky could be an absolute machine. Like I, I you know when you're talking about the value of a UK basketball athlete when Kentucky's rocking and rolling, like think about what even like a Dominique Hawkins or Derek Willis, Derek Willis being from Bullock County, Dominique Hawkins being a Kentuckian himself, like in the 2015 team, you know, there would have been some brands that would have been like, all right, they're, they're getting five minutes, six minutes a game. Don't care. Like I need to be like, we need to have a part of this undefeated team. Think about it. Like, and then that's that's for that's for the people at the end of the bench. Then you think about like Carl Anthony Towns on his way to being a number one draft pick. What would his value be on a team that had started the season 38 0? It it's hard to fathom. And right. you know, I don't know if Cal, you know, each team will be able to come up with this stuff on their own, but theoretically, like when Kentucky's going in selection Sunday. Paul Anthony Towns theoretically could have done like an autograph signing at KS Bar if he wanted to. It, it, you know, if that was around and that was an option. Yeah. And probably could have made a hundred thousand dollars on autographs, could have made a million dollars if he has the right sponsor or if they charge some sort of fee for it. Like yeah. that's that's what we're talking yeah. about with UK basketball. And I'm thinking it could be unlike – they. Kentucky could be a monster in basketball unlike anything we've ever seen if it goes because a certain way.
1: your value is at its peak when you're there on campus. Yes. I mean, because some of it's going to dwindle. I mean, every other time you've had to do this, it's been on their way out, and it's almost like a thank you to them. Whereas now, you know, you can get that jersey signed while he's still playing for that team. You know, so it, it really changes things. I'm curious, Terry, who's going to be the first one to sign a huge deal because these these people are smart. And somebody on July 1st at like 12:01 is going to sign a huge endorsement deal with a big shoe company. Oh. Like, is it going to be Jalen Duran? Like, how 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 happy and excited would you get at the prospects of getting Duran if at 12:01 July 1st he signs a big Nike deal for like? Two hundred fifty thousand bucks.
2: Yeah, and then it kind of goes back to like, did we ever decide if they can sign deals with shoe companies and stuff like that, or is that the conflict of interest sort of deal? You yeah, think they, kind of. you think they'd be able to? But yeah, no, no, you're you're totally right. And I feel like if you're Kentucky, you're probably telling Jalen, you're like, hey, commit to us uh, as soon as possible, and then like literally see what we're gonna do, like see what what's gonna happen for you. And, like, in in reality, you know, it could probably happen for him wherever he went. But, like, you're right. Somebody's going to capitalize on it and be, like, the first one, and I bet we're blown away. If you're getting these reporters, these national recruiting and NBA guys and college basketball guys talking about that we're going to be blown away by the numbers, I bet we're blown away by the numbers. It's going to be crazy. All right, let's say Roush Corp. You know, Mm -hmm. you have some extra money. You really want to get Roush Corp out there. What uh, what current player do you think would be the best as a brand ambassador
1: for football or basketball? For basketball, ba-
2: basketball, yeah, yeah, we'll do we'll hmm. do both. We'll, we'll do both.
1: I would say Keon Brooks
2: probably for Ooh, wrong, wrong answer for Roush Corp. You oh just, no, bad, bad, bad investment. You think Keon Brooks would be the most marketable player on the team right as, now?
1: As of right now. Oh, yeah. no, Dante Allen's the right answer.
2: Yeah, sorry.
1: <laughs> Dante gracious. Allen probably
2: probably really is the right answer. Yeah. Who am um, I kidding? Yeah. the uh, Football, I'm going Chris Rodriguez, and I'm not even thinking twice. Chris Rodriguez is going to be in the end zone so much that, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Kentucky gets that CBS game, and he goes in the end zone uh, twice or something like that. It, just that it'll pay for itself right then and there. So. Uh, Chris Rodriguez, the easy answer for football. Dante Allen, probably the easy answer for basketball. But I'd probably go Ty Ty Washington just because I think he would have the well, biggest... You he'd can, have the biggest, like, if he blows upside. up in March. yeah. Right,
1: right, right. Stonks are... It's good to buy low and sell high. So you can get the stonks relatively low, yes. low right now for Ty Ty Washington.
2: Yeah, but I think you're going to see every player get something uh, in basketball. Football, it won't be every player, but I do think it'll be more players than we're imagining. Uh, I, this is, you know... the I've gone through like all the stages. Um, I was never mad, you know. I was never really mad about this. I think five years ago, I was annoyed when everybody was just screaming into the void. Schools need to pay their players. When in reality, we just need to figure out what really would be feasible. And this seems feasible. Uh, There's going to be a ripple effect. Athletic departments are going to be impacted. There's only, as I've mentioned, there's only so much money to go around. But good for these kids, you know? Like, I, I, good for these kids in terms of getting scholarships. I think for a lot of folks, that's just an awesome, amazing opportunity. And it is. But you know what? Now, if, uh, if some company wants to pay you, if Toyota wants to give you money, then go on and take it. You deserve Toyota, it.
0: So. Toyota will never sponsor
2: players, TJ. <laughs> <laughs> so if toyota wants to give you some money go on and do it hey let's take another break and then let's keep zipping through this text line how's that sound sounds good to me love it okie dokie we'll be right back krc on big x sports radio
1: Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call
2: with Walker and Roush. Where are you boys headed?
0: Canada. C- Canada? We're going o- over the border to Canada for some french fries and gravy, sir.
2: Poutine. Canada, huh?
0: Almost made it.
2: Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. we Walker Nick Roush and Justin Kalen. One of the things we do on the show is we read text messages you send into the show, 502-414-1450, and we're going to continue on with that right now. A texter says, Mitch Barnhart's time has certainly ran its course. His views are completely outdated and make no logical sense. Not having alcohol to the common fan because of proximity to the field. The primary suites are the closest seats to the players. We need to be progressive in sports, and he is the – antithesis of that antithesis he he is he should be doing everything and anything to get butts in the seats as attendance nationwide declines. but he only does things that counter that smh
1: yeah and here's the thing too terry there would be a little bit more goodwill built up if not for the alcohol thing because like that's you know as an athletic director you've got to appease what three groups of people boosters uh your athletes, your fans and I guess your coaches too so four and he had ticked off the fans to an extent he with with the the beer stuff he finally had to budge for the boosters and give them alcohol and sweets but he's ticked off the fans with the alcohol and if he's against the nil stuff, which he kind of clearly is, then he's ticking off the other two of, of the people he's supposed to please. So that's where it's just, uh, they, Mitch, what are you doing, buddy?
2: Yeah. Mitch, please. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. Never heard uh, that one before. The, yeah. The, thank the, the, thank you. Um, no, it, the, and the thing we got to remember is for us, like some people don't, care about the alcohol. Some people agree with Mitch on the alcohol. I And then, like, some – I always love the people that, like, will paint me as a booze hound and be like, like can't go to the game and not enjoy it without a beer. Uh, it's I could not have a beer – if I go to – if I do my little no drinking in January and February and they were to serve beer at Rupp Arena, guess what? I wouldn't be having beer. I could give up beer and me still be just as passionate about it because it's complete – horse hockey that you give it to the rich folks and you don't give it to just the common fans without the common fans that place would be an embarrassment on saturday so it's a joke so even if i didn't even if i'd never even if i was a tea t-toddler i wouldn't I, I would have the same opinion and i would strongly disagree with mitch and he's completely missed the mark on it because he's hypocritical in that regard but roush we got to remember the alcohol stuff that's that's near and dear to us and i do think everybody should at least see the common sense behind it or at least the hypocrisy behind it but mitch kicked off a ton of people when they did those kroger field renovations it you know oh the 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 I guess it's been stewing even longer with some football fans. And you talk to some of them, and they can point back to even long before that. But I think that this, this, uh, I think some people had started changing their tune on Mitch when they did the renovations, and there were lifelong season ticket holders that were getting split up, that were getting their parking passes taken from them, that were getting their seats taken from them, which, you know, to some degree I understand because you're doing construction, the seat literally no longer existed. But wouldn't you want to hold their people their, their hand and say, all right, listen, we hate so bad that we're having to take your seat, but you get first priority, any seat, and this, you know, if you want to keep the same price range, here you have it, any seats available to you that you want. They didn't do that. They turned their backs on – Mitch Barnhart turned his back on lifelong fans, and it didn't seem like it was personal – It just seemed like it was poorly planned. Like, you know, you needed somebody to kind of be like, hey, is this the are we are we taking the right approach on this or are we being kind? Are we considering how they're going to feel on this? And he dropped the ball with that stuff. So it's even long before the hypocrisy on alcohol. It's it's like any walk of life. Communication is key. You've got to communicate. And another thing to remember is that like, you know, it wasn't all that long ago Kentucky was able to hide behind the shield of at, uh, you know, it's the SEC, we're not allowed to serve alcohol. It's the SEC, we're not at yeah, that SEC, we're not allowed to serve alcohol. Guess who was fighting the SEC from changing that rule? Mitch Barnhart. Hmm. Yep. Because he, he doesn't want change. And guess what? He was fighting with the NCAA with he was supporting the NCAA and they're fighting against Nil. He doesn't want change. We have the biggest change in the history of college athletics. Maybe the person that doesn't like change shouldn't be the person leading the charge.
1: Yeah, I you can't please everybody, but he's found a way to please nobody.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, himself. You know, he he is stuck to his guns and he's alienated a ton of people in that athletic program.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I just I don't know where, uh, it's one of those things too. Like I, I, I don't think he's getting into Greg Fisher territory where it's just like, well, you're kind of stuck out on an Island. And at least in that case, you know, that his term runs out. I don't, I don't know what it, like, I, I don't, I just don't know the mechanisms of who, who goes next, you know, like, or, or how, how it would work because while he may be feeling the heat, I don't know if he's feeling the heat from the people that actually matter, who control his job, his employment, et cetera, et cetera.
2: Yeah, well, you know, there's the board, and uh, that they could make decisions if they felt things were getting bad enough but he Mitch and that's the weird thing with the football season ticket holders and I you know I wish if you were one of those people if you text into the show 502-414-1450 and just share your experience because I'm just going off what I've heard from Pete you know talking at games with people a tail with people at bars and stuff like that this is not a first-hand experience in terms of like I was a lifelong season ticket holder and Mitch Barnhart screwed me over but you, you have you have situations that in the athletic department, he's like nice and treats people with respect. And I, I'm sure all that is true for, for the most part. That's why it was so weird that like football fans felt they that he had kind of turned their back on him and was kind of a jerk about some of these things. But at some point you gotta wonder if he's getting enough air to his brain with the top button. Maybe you pop that bad boy open and you're you you realize. Kentucky's got a great opportunity here, and instead of kind of, oh, we don't want to go too fast, too soon, too fast. This is a marathon. You realize it's probably time to dive in and and keep getting the best players you can to the university. A texter says, "Hey Nick, here's a little. You you can read. You want to read this one since it's for you?
1: Yeah. Here, here's a little electrical basics for you. Although Justin is correct by saying the red wire is for the positive side of the battery and the black is for the negative." Doesn't actually matter as long as you're consistent on both ends of the jumper cables, the copper wire inside the colored installation. Doesn't care which side of the battery you land on it, just stay consistent. That applies for all walks of electrical life. Color is just code. Physics sees no color. Just like me. I'm awesome. Oh, so you're color- wow. colorblind too? That name being a colorblind electrician, that's tough.
2: That's uh that that's a good tax, text, Texter. And you you taught you taught the boys a little lesson about physics
0: yeah
1: and you know what i do not know much about it.
0: it's physics I, uh, I love that he said i love that he said that i'm right red for positive black for negative but then he goes on to say color has no meaning as long as it's consistent <laughs> yeah <laughs> his point rings true um,
1: yeah, Texas g- says <laughs> castellanos that's all I got. You should have said Blastianos, because that's a great nickname. I think he had two home runs last
0: night. Did the Reds so, get a get a big win?
1: They I, I did. One so. was a
0: grand slam too. Oh, nice.
1: Yeah, he's fun. He's a lot of fun. He's good. Uh, the Reds they're uh, they're hosting the UK volleyball team tonight. They're doing
2: a little uh, shout out to the national champs before the game starts. So that'll be neat. Well, good. the The Reds need to give back to Kentucky especially northern Kentucky, more often. So happy, happy to hear that they're honoring the volleyball cats who, you know, they're, they're probably thinking, like, I wish that nil stuff was a year earlier because during that tournament run, during the pandemic, they, they, they made fans out of thousands, tens of thousands of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, that will be there for them, too, on July 1st for the ones that are still there. And I don't think Craig Skinner's volleyball program's going anywhere. The Reds, six games back.
1: Not bad. Not too shabby. They can get but there. They're ahead of the, the Cardinals. The NL Central is is a lot of like it's a big cluster near the top in the middle. So, Ex- uh Except for the Pirates.
0: The, the NL Central is absolutely horrible.
2: Yeah, wow. it's just a bunch
1: of bad, mediocre teams. Yeah. Well, the hey, one will rest Milwaukee, the top. M-
2: Milwaukee's got 46 wins. What are you all talking about?
0: Milwaukee's terrible. They've gotten lucky.
2: They, they oh, the oh. You, are you you all thinking about the NL East that the Mets are leading that and they've only got forty wins.
0: Mm, yeah.
1: Suck it, Justin. Who's your team? Like, where where where's I'm where's a, I'm a Reds An-
2: fan.
0: That's why I can say the NL Central's terrible.
1: Oh, okay. So you're a self-loathing Reds fan, like every other Reds
2: fan. Correct. <laughs> why don't you just be a Pirates fan, Justin?
0: I've thought about it. I think the Pirates have one of the best stadiums in the majors.
2: Well, they absolutely do. That's just true.
0: Yeah, but no, I will not be a Pirates fan. Sorry, oh, Dude, That would be too much. Too much black and yellow in my life.
1: Okay. <laughs> no such thing, Justin. That's coming from a real Steelers fan.
2: <laughs> Roush, any thoughts? Uh, scoop on Dare Rosenthal. How legitimate of a chance do we have at landing them? We talked yep. about him in hour one. If you want to go back and listen to the podcast.
1: But yep, it's um. That's what I love too. The uh, There was a few commenters who were like, well, well, what does it mean he's ended up in Kentucky? Sloppy reporting. It's like, you know, uh, I didn't explicitly say like, here's the guy that we've been hinting at and has been talked about, but like, come on, Uh, can I not be more obvious? Why else would I be writing about some transfer portal in Kentucky? Could he end up in Kentucky? Unless there was an actual shot that he ended up in Kentucky.
2: Yeah. (laughs) He's going to go to Kentucky, folks. Yeah, like I can't
1: – come on.
2: So how things uh, work. A texter says, assistant football coach was charged with assault against his wife on Sunday. What's up with these assistants as of late? Yeah, we talked about that in hour one as well. Ugly situation. And uh, I, I trust Stoops to handle it the right way, but uh, stuff like this has to stop. It's going to eventually have a trickle down on recruiting. So – Got to got to nip it in the bud, and it's just it's ugly. You don't want it associated with the University of Kentucky in any capacity.
1: All right, fellas, need some feedback. Definitely contemplating on asking this female to grab drinks, but I also don't want to make the date seem so serious, and instead make it feel as casual as possible. Do I try and get one of my single buddies and do a double date with one of her friends where we're all four get drinks, or do I just ask her to meet up for drinks just us two? Let's hear it. Keep in mind. I'd most likely have to slide in the DMs because I don't have her number. Okay, TJ, I think if you make it, Rosh, I thought I thought you were married. This is this is not me. This is a texture, sir.
2: Oh, okay. It's a text into the text line. Yes. Gosh. T- oh, okay. And uh, you didn't say text beforehand. I thought you were just oh. asking for some advice. I thought you. Oh. I thought you thought maybe we were on a break or something.
1: No, no, we. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh, suck it! And that was a te- that was a text into the show. I'm kidding. I think it was from one of the Plumley Bros. Plumley bro. First off, if you don't have her number, why do you think you're at the stage of grabbing drinks? To be honest,
1: yeah, I feel like you need to be. Okay, like I, I I do think that there's a gradual uh, conversations between one another. Then you grab the number. Then you grab drinks. But going on a double date is much more serious than a single date.
2: I would highly i would I would highly go against the double date, yeah,
1: because that makes things awkward. like uh, you know, instead of just like chatting with them and getting to know them, like a that, much yes,
2: yeah. So
1: i I noticed too, there was a uh, I went to one of those uh, hippie flea markets around town. You know what I'm talking about? Like, um, uh, I forgot where this was. This was at Paristown a few weeks back. And I saw a lot of couples doing the very big date kind of scene because you can kind of just walk around and look at stuff and chat, grab drinks. And it was very kind of uh, informal afternoon. I feel like that would be a good scene for a casual first date, you know, without the pressures of buying dinner and, you know, all that sort of stuff.
0: I would advise staying out of the DMs just because that makes you look super creepy and desperate.
2: Well, I'm guessing there's some sort of relationship if, like, he feels somewhat confident that drinks could be on the horizon. But the fact you have her number is a little concerning. you got to get the number and at least have some sort of texting interaction before you go headfirst into the drinks. And then you just go you 2 and the drinks are fine. Roush's little uh, picnic South End thing would be cool too, I guess. Um but it you wasn't in the south end. Okay. You don't you don't bring more people to it. No, you, you're no. trying to get to know them. So get to know them. Don't be weird about it.
1: Man. Sounds like it could be weird though. If it's a me bro, let's be honest. It's gonna end up being weird.
2: <laughs> wow, shots fired. Pew. Yeah. Did you see Uvo Sheriff taking a shot at Kentucky's non-conference strength the schedule? Says one texter. Yes, we did. And I said Roush made a good point that would it be so bad if u of l didn't stink and that's true uh suck at U of l take it out you suck it and you suck it suck the it. texture says john clay thinks the world of you truth i oh, can't wow. imagine i can't imagine that's true but if it is true that's that's nice uh i, I don't I, that would be news to me but uh mark story i think is a fan of mine and i'm a huge fan of him mark story and eric crawford i think they're the best two journalists respectively in their two cities um and definitely not nick roush
1: <laughs> definitely not although john clay is john john clay and our buds oh yeah 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 big
2: time pals well maybe he does like me but uh the, oh, but... Well, nah. you should hear what he has to say about <laughs> you
1: uh texter says could someone ask barnhart his take on weed i'm sure he's very progressive there also while we're at it women's suffrage the internet and hip-hop
2: music (laughs) oh man his opinion on weed would be
1: oh i like that they he started with
2: women's suffrage
1: (laughs) it was a hundred years ago
2: (laughs) (laughs) oh If Barnhart had hired Cal in 2007 instead of Gillespie and looking who were the top recruits in 2007, 2008, what kind of roster would Cal have put together considering he would have inherited Crawford, Bradley, and Meeks? Well, could have gotten Derrick Rose. The the thing about Cal in seven though, is if he comes in seven, there is a really, really good chance he is not here today. Um, Who knows when he would have left So Yes Barnhart should have hired him in 7 The Gillespie hire was bad I don't care what anybody says That's not revisionist history That's not going back He was this up and coming coach That was unproven on any sort of grand scale He had turned Texas A&M into something But who really You know he went to like I think a sweet, a sweet 16 And AC Law was a pretty nice player uh, That was a horrible hire Billy Gillespie was an absolutely horrible hire. And honestly, making Joker the head coach in waiting was a scared coward move as well. So he, he has had bad hires. He's had good hires as well. The only one I don't like really get triggered about with like the Cal 2007 is the history of UK basketball is drastically different if that happens. And I think the Derrick Rose thing happens at Kentucky if that happens. Not that UK couldn't survive it. They, they could have. It uh, would have been fine, all things considered. But I do think that would have happened at UK. So I don't know. I, I don't get too worked up. I think everything happened for a reason in that regard. But it was a bad hire, Gillespie was, no doubt about it.
1: No doubt about it. Hey, before we finish with the text line, TJ, I just wanted to mention that I am disappointed in myself for not having Euros on in the background while I work because – Yesterday it was nutty. Every time something cool happened, like Pogba had that crazy goal and I was like, "Okay, well this game's over with." Uh they scored two goals in the 80th minute or in the final 10 minutes and went to PKs and won. Switzerland did. I think there was that happened in both games where there was two goal deficits and at, at the 80th minute they were overcame. Like that's just I, absolutely nutty.
2: I watched the the PKs in the France Switzerland game. That was exciting. Germany, England today at noon. Justin, I know you're excited about that. Cheering on your Germans.
0: Yeah. Unfortunately, I think they're probably going to lose today. They are. They have just looked terrible. This tournament. I don't
2: know what it is. Probably. Yeah. Cause it's not
0: the world cup and they don't actually really care. I Ooh. think don't
2: they, don't they have some questions like this next generation, ain't it like that's it. They're not even like close to living up to that golden age. Podolsky yeah and, I mean I, and that could,
0: crew yeah you could certainly make that case as well absolutely
2: yeah okay well I don't know anything about it so but I'll watch and uh and I'll have a good time that's for sure a texter says if Bart or oh, we got that one John here good morning to all hey guys have you ever tried grilled watermelon it's not too bad I was watching some Reed Shepherd highlights yesterday man I hope we will get them I think both Shepard and Duran could be turning points for the cats I know they are different classes but if you could get both make it freaking happen Cal and his staff we'll got to go talk to you later well I mean again Shepard's 2023 so you're 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 those two would never ever play basketball together in the college capacity mm-hmm but uh I would just tell you to just John. I yeah, I know you like Reed Shepard. Just be patient because he got a long way to go, and you, we don't need this turning into anything anything more big than it has to be. Because I think that's just going to make things weird for everybody.
1: I've had grilled pineapple. I'm a big fan. I know you don't like pineapple, Terry. Uh, also, I my father in law put salt on his watermelon.
0: My yeah, grandma does salt.
2: the same thing. Yeah, I've seen very old timey seen- thing. Yeah. I've seen salt on watermelon as well. Uh, definitely not putting my watermelon on the grill, John, uh, because that takes away from the best part of watermelon, just a nice cold treat.
1: Yeah, that's, that's a good point.
2: Uh, hey, uh, my my, my we're, buddy – Watermelon season too. I love watermelon. <sighs> love it. Absolutely great. My buddy uh, said, Mitch – I, I want to get your all's opinion on this. Mitch has hired the worst football and basketball coaches of all time and you can in the history of UK athletics. Statistically, I would agree probably- with
1: basketball. Basketball is worse than Eddie Sutton. Football though, I I think there were some stinkers in there. Um and at least, you know, hindsight Joker kind of made sense at the time. But but you you really could argue that because I think outside of like you know, Charlie Bradshaw, I don't know if there were any worse hires. I mean, and even Bradshaw had a good year or two.
2: Yeah. yeah. Oh, man, yeah. You, you could make that argument. The reason I'm agreeing with my buddy is because Rich Brooks kind of had, like, we had our feet underneath us. I don't think we were we were at where we are right now with Stoops, and we were recruiting solid but not not anywhere to this level. But, like, you know, things were on the up and up. And Joker just demolished it, sadly, in a pretty short amount of time. Uh, It did not take long for the program to lose every little ounce of momentum. And it kind of stinks because, like, Roush, you know, like we think back to that 2007 season, it's so memorable for both you and and me, went to a lot of those games and uh, just an absolute blast. But it's like that timeline doesn't connect with this momentum or, like, where we're at. There was, like – there was a, re, a complete and total rebuild in between then. And that stinks because it's kind of like if that momentum kept going, where could the program have been today if it doesn't literally have to be rebuilt from scraps? Two back-to-back two and 10 seasons, folks, were horrible. Horrible. The recruiting was terrible. I was breaking news to recruits about Joker being fired. Like, the program was an absolute mess. the The, the meeting room was just that corner. Uh, The recruiting room was a corner of a room. uh, And that was all under Mitch Barnhart's watch. Now, eventually, things did get better, but it certainly took its sweet time. So, I think I agree with my buddy. I think the two worst hires ever were made under Mitch Barnhart. Wow.
0: Never thought of it that
2: way. Joker was really bad.
1: That text was (laughs) definitely not from Gus, though, because that was a good point. And Gus only makes terrible points. (laughs) Suck it, it it, Gus.
2: It it was not from Gus. You're right.
1: (laughs) TJ, please explain more on why you think Toyota will use college athletes for advertising.
2: Oh, it's the perfect market. Toyota, they're just, I imagine right now, they're just checking their watch every two seconds for it to be July 1st, so they can just start unloading the Brinks truck. (laughs) A texter says, ditch Mitch and Nick. Oh, wow. That's just hurtful. I think they mean Mingione. Oh, okay. I
1: was worried there for a second.
2: Yeah, that's, I mean, that's a whole other thing with Mitch is that, like, we're, he, he he just wants to waste another baseball season. He's, if you're a UK baseball fan, Mitch Barnhart is spitting in your face.
1: Mm, That's got to be pretty gross, too. You can catch a cold from that.
2: It's Um, not very COVID. It's not very COVID friendly. No, he really is, though, because what he's saying is, like, oh, you care about UK baseball? Well, we're going to, we're going to stink again. So that's, take, take, take. So take that, buddy. Uh, I mean, weird, weird thing to do uh, when you're an athletic director, but I guess, you know, to each their own. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: Oh, good morning, guys. Today was the day TJ turned into Ron Lemon and T-Thesis and T-Toddler, LOL.
2: Uh, It it must have been the connection. I think I'd broken up there.
1: Because it says T-Toddler and you said T-Toddler. Yeah. You just put out some words wrong. Yeah.
2: You know, no, I happens. think the connection was I think the connection no. was messed up on the side. Oh, oh, okay. That's what it was. A texter, he skipped one, I think. Mitch gets credit for stoops, but don't forget about the years before where he did nothing for football and had bandies facilities. Yep, good point.
1: Mm, very good point. Very good point. Uh old Mark Blinkenspanker, uh or spankin' <laughs> Making fun of your non-conference is just too good. Obviously, because U of L is part of the reason it's so soft. And Louisville fans love to forget that we played the best of the best in conference. Sad times for Louisville fans. Gotta love it. It's such a cell
2: phone, you know. And that's those are the best. They oh, we really he, are. <laughs> he's got he, he's got a Ph.D. in cell phones. And the and the, and the and the beauty of it is he never he never realizes it either. Uh, and that's a lot of like the the Louisville. It's. Rash, they 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 know now. Like th- this this most recent string of commitments, it, it like ninety percent of their fan base knows. Like it's it's not good. Yeah, the writing's it, on it, the wall. But you know what? Some
1: it, people just choose to ignore it.
2: No, but no, I think like the majority are starting to be like, ah, it's it's. But I understand like what can you do about it? You're not going to fire a coach right now. Like you're you're stuck for this upcoming season. But it's kind of fun just watching them have to like. Pick different pivots. It's none of their none of their slams on UK are going to be about U of L being better. Uh oh, that's yeah, a, that that's a guarantee. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be about other stuff with Kentucky, Kentucky scheduling, Kentucky uh, the obsession, Nick Roush doing this. It's going to be all these. It's all going to be these other distractions that are going to keep them from uh, the reality that they've got a pretty bad football season coming up, heading their way, and uh, they're not happy it, about it. It, it ain't going to be pretty. No, it's not. Um, now
1: they'll talk themselves into it as the season gets closer, because that's what college football fans do. But it ain't going to be pretty. A,
2: a texter says, "We can still hear you during that commercial break. Don't make it a double date, Nick." Uh, Roush, you played that off smoothly, like you th- like <laughs> when you. Said- Said, hey, it's just a text message.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was definitely not talking about
2: me going on a double date with somebody and DM (laughs) sliding.
0: And you definitely heard it because it was on air, not during a break. No,
2: it was that was you weren't meant to hear that. That's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Germany doesn't care about the European Championship is the worst take Justin will ever have. Justin, you said that. I was not paying attention.
0: My. My yeah, I did. And as soon as it came out of my mouth, I started immediately thinking about my opa, which is my German grandpa. If he was listening to this show, he would have had a freaking heart attack the
2: second that came out of my mouth. So
0: good thing he's not a KRC fan.
2: That's like the second biggest thing you could win for those European countries, right? It's World Cup, than Euros. Yeah, he, mm-hmm. yeah,
0: it was that was an ignorant statement on my part.
2: All right. Well it takes a big man to own up to it, and that's what you are, Justin. You're a big man. Recent, did you all watch the most recent episode of Dave? Uh have not.
0: I haven't seen any of them this season.
2: Oh my gosh. It uh I'm whoa. I'm waiting to get like whoa. four or five.
0: We got we yeah, gotta have a same.
2: Is uh, it good? no, it, they've had three. I, I would recommend just watching I mean they're forty minutes, so that, that's a little bit of homework there, but uh the episode three I think it was three. Just We need to do a Patreon on it. It was uh, it was wild. All right. We're out of time. Any last words, boys? I guess it's time for me to catch up on stay, Dave. Dave. Stay frosty. What, what what the hell does that mean, Justin? He wants a I mean, frosty. Stay cool. All right. Yeah.
0: Stay cool. Stay rolling. Stay cool. Stay that's,
2: just, that's what Justin Kalen has to say, and I agree with it. It's going to be a hot one. KRC on Big X Sports Radio is back tomorrow at 7 a.m. Thanks for the Texans to the show. We'll see you later. Gator. And
0: marriage Go together like a horse And carriage This I tell you, bruh